We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are done with those winter coats. Expect lows in the 40s and high in the 60s this upcoming week with occasional rain. And this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Electric System, Sarter Heyman Jewelry, and Charter Title. Coming up in the show, Rachel Barth is in from Lincoln Airport Authority. Um, she's got a drive-in movie she'd like to invite the public to. And let's hear about Josh, the, about the Josh fight from her. Also, uh, Dr. Eric Thompson from University of Nebraska, Lincoln College of Business, working from home post-pandemic. Is it fair to restaurants to make city regulation easier for food trucks? And businesses opening, closing, and moving around. Here in the studio with us, we have Rachel Barth. She wants to tell us a little bit about some activities at the airport. How are you doing? I am so good. I'm excited. This weather's finally, hopefully, Ugh. turning around for us. <laughs> I know. Lincoln, Lincoln, I was thinking this week how green Lincoln is looking. And yes. It's looking green at the airport, too. We yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, it was so brown for so long. Well, They want to make some more green out at the airport, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All kinds of green are welcome there. That's right. Um, you have been promoting activity, community activities mm -hmm. there. Yep. Uh, to try to engage the public more, provide something for the neighbors, which makes sense. You've got the space to do community events out there. So yeah. uh, outline for us what you've been working on. Yeah. So we just had our first outdoor movie around Easter. We did the movie Hop. Um, again, free to the public. It went really well. It was our biggest movie yet. About 850 people came and enjoyed that with food trucks. And we had our dog therapy program folks out there. So it was a super fun event. Little little cold for my liking. So hopefully this <laughs> next one will be a little warmer. So we are actually partnering with Josh the Otter, which is a local yeah. founder foundation that um, is near and dear to my heart. May is uh, Drowning Prevention Awareness Month, so it just made sense to partner with them on an outdoor movie. Um, so they're going to be there talking about their programming, and then we're going to do the movie Finding Nemo. So super excited oh. about that. We still have like 200 tickets um, up for grabs. Again, free to the community. So um, that is on Friday, May 20th. So if anybody's interested in coming to that, bring their kids out. Um, we'll have local food trucks again, so it should be a good night. So for those who have not maybe just hearing about this for the first time, explain the whole movie thing. Like, where do you go and do you listen to it yeah. in your vehicle and, you know, yeah, so we made it super easy. We um, have a space on the west side of the airport. Um, if anybody knows kind of the old Goodyear hangar um, buildings out there, we just portray the movie on the side of the building. So it's really nostalgic. There's aircraft in the background. You'll you'll see them, hear them overhead. But we have about three acres of green space that's being unused right now. So we just uh, partnered with a with a AV company and put it right on the side of the building. And food trucks come out. People park in the grass. And they can do either. So you can either tune in through um, the radio we have an FM transmitter that we we purchase and they can do that or they can sit out in the grass and people bring lawn chairs, sit in the back of their trucks and just kind of have fun and watch the movie for a night for free. It's it's really great. That's a very good idea. Yeah. You've got a lot of other things going on out there, Port. Uh 
predominantly I'm talking about the remodeled work that's going on. Oh Can wait, you... she's got an event. She was we another do. event she was oh, going to tell oh, you I'm about. Sorry. We have I misspoke. one more. It's okay. You, you, you almost forgot the Josh fight, <laughs> well, Dave. Well, and and here I am, just wanting to know only about all that exciting remodeling, <laughs> and you've got the Josh fight. Bring on the Josh fight. Yeah. So the Josh fight 2022 is back. So this kind of was an idea from a a guy named Josh Swain that happened during the pandemic, where he decided to. Um, try to fight other Josh Swains and it was really kind of just a joke. People with the and, same name as him. Yeah, and it was kind of like this pandemic thing that really just erupted and they picked a random coordinate on a map and it happened to be Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> and so we had uh, several hundred Joshes come last year. And, and their this. names were all Josh yeah, Swain. Yeah, yeah or Josh or Josh Swain. Yeah, there was uh, some. There was an actual other Josh Swain that he fought, but Josh's oh, came and got fought. It, yeah, got and this little boy won and it was super cute and oh. they fight with pool noodles and um, <laughs> yeah. raised a bunch of money which is super cool um last year they raised money for the children's hospital gonna do that again this year um i think they're also planning to partner with josh the otter which we are too so we're super excited just to have people come out to bowling lake um that's actually on saturday may 21st so the day after our drive-in movie um but they're actually gonna have a non-josh fight also so (laughs) non-joshes are also invited to come fight with pool noodles and again the money raised goes to the children's hospital and josh the otter foundation here in lincoln so just describe where bowling lake is for people that may not live in that part of Lincoln and don't know. Sure. So if people are um, interested in uh, or are aware of like kind of Arnold Elementary area, um, that's on the uh, west side of the airport. Um, I think it's off of like Northwest 48th. That's kind of the general location. But Bowling Lake is um, operated by uh, Lincoln Parks and Rec, but it's actually on airport property. So Hmm. um, we're aware of most of the events, but a lot of people go out there and fish. It's a great location. Um, It's actually handicap accessible. So a lot of people that, you know, have wheelchairs that like to fish go out there. It's a beautiful lake. We had an event there last year, but that's where the event will be taking place this year on May 21st. Okay, now, well, Dave, now we get... will let you ask your question, Dave. Let's, let's talk about the remodel work that's going on and where you're at on it. Yeah, so we're about 20% complete. I was actually in the terminal quite a bit this week, just kind of checking things out, um, doing some updates for um, some of our industry partners with where we're at. Um, Samson's doing a great job. We are probably pushing the open date for the passenger portion to December just due to, um, you know, supply chain issues and and things like that. But I mean, I think we're planning on October originally. So I would assume probably December is what we're looking at now for the passenger portion. Um, If you walk into the terminal right now, biggest changes is we've moved rental cars to the other side of the um, terminal, you're going to see some temporary walls go up. But if you drive by, you'll see the steel coming up. Um, They're starting, I think they got the roofing on, Um, trying to match that with the current terminal. So um, that way it's not new and old. It matches really well. Uh, so if you drive by, you're going to see large cranes out there getting a lot of that that completed. So um, as soon as that weather warms up, I think we're going to see a lot more going up. But we actually have a special project website. So if anybody's interested in looking at it real time, we have a you know one of those cameras that is out there constantly um, showing real time um construction work and then i also upload photos pretty much weekly so people can see that on the website or on social media 
Well, Thank good, you. good. Other, in other news, uh, Food Bank moved to their new building this week right. out near, it's not on the airport property, right. but adjacent, not by us. Yeah. adjacent. Yeah. so new neighbor for you, Rachel. Thanks a lot for that news. Kind of cool to hear all the fun things going on up there for the people that live in Lincoln. Absolutely. Coming up next, working from home post-pandemic, we'll talk to Dr. Eric Thompson from UNL College of Business. They're actually doing a study. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate with you today. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Remax Concepts. In the studio, we have Dr. Eric Thompson from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. Every month he comes in and tells us what Nebraska businesses are predicting will happen in the economy. But we also want to talk to him about um, a report that he's doing, Dave, for um, the private sector working uh, from home and how that affects commercial real estate in Nebraska. So. You know, we're going to try to get him to talk. I don't know how much he's going to tell us because it's not done yet. But right, we're going to try to pry a little bit of information out of him. Welcome Ro- to the show, Dr. Thompson. We're going to call you Robin the Prior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first, update us on what what are businesses in Nebraska thinking these days and predicting about the economy? Well, they are still confident in the future. Obviously, a little more concerned than they had been a few months ago with everything mm-hmm. going on, with interest rates and the overall economy. But uh, our leading indicator was up again in March. Uh, again, the business confidence remains good. Good. Uh, un- unemployment claims are still are still going down further. So uh, we had a moderate uptick, about 0.9% in our leading indicator in March. So far, the surveys for April that are coming in remain reasonably optimistic about sales and employment growth over the next six months. So uh, obviously, anytime the Federal Reserve is this active, raising rates, there's a little bit of concern about the economy. But so far, we're hanging in there. Doesn't seem to be impacting Nebraska or making them worried. Well, what about some of the particular segments uh, of your uh, survey? Are they Are all they're... doing well or any yeah. of them? Oh, it, it's mixed. And that's that's not uncommon in a particular month to be mixed. So I mentioned the strong ones. Um, uh, in terms of the other ones, not a big change one way or the other. So hmm. it, it's it's pretty pretty flat. Um, you know, obviously, how are interest rates going to affect the real the real estate sector is one question we'll have to follow in the next few months. Yeah. Well, we'll watch and see what the attitudes and the views are of business people in the next few months on that, because that is a big one. Um, The UNL College of Business recently had a luncheon and hosted several honorees, most of whom are from Lincoln. Uh, And I thought these were kind of interesting. Luke Hansen from Company Cam Mm -hmm. received a recognition. And then Jane Miller from Bryan Health. And then what was kind of interesting, post-mortem, Joanne Martin from Emeritus, who mm-hmm. passed away a year or two ago, mm-hmm. but they yeah. took some time to honor her. And these were all, mm-hmm. if I understand correctly, they were all graduates of UNL. Yeah. Co- uh, college of Business, right? Luke, yeah, Luke Hansen won the uh, uh, Young Alumni Award. Right. Actually. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, Jane, Jane Miller with, with Gallup is also an alumni of ours. So right. it was... Uh, 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 it was really nice, uh, nice event, and 
uh, always we see it every year how well our alumni are doing. You know, I think yeah. last year they did that on Zoom, and so of course this year everybody sitting at the table was talking about you know wow this to be able to be together at a luncheon and you know how fortunate that is. Now you are working on a report for I think it's the NBDC, the business, yes. the Nebraska Business Development. Yes. Corporate corporation community yeah. uh, uh, center. I believe. Center. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that C mean? Um, which I think is fascinating. Working from home and commercial real estate in Nebraska. Can you can you give us any teases about that? <laughs> uh, no, we're we're just not quite oh, far it's enough top along. Secret. Um, so the question, at least in my mind, is. Is everything just going to kind of bounce back to normal, or are there going to be any sort of residual effects on commercial real estate right. and space needs one way or the other um, after, you know, now that the pandemic is wound down and people are back in the office? Not everybody, but, you know, most people. Are so you're sending so, surveys out yeah, so we're sending to out, businesses asking them this question, right? Yeah. So have you changed your space needs? Mm-hmm. Um we ask a few questions about whether, like, sort of their attitude about needing people to come into work has changed. And it would be interesting to see what the correlations are. Is the attitude correlated with the actual change in space needs, or is it just, well, I think about it a little differently. It's just but an changed. attitude. So <laughs> yeah, it'd sure. Be, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see that. And uh, we'll be sending out rounds of surveys so that, you know, another one's a round is coming out soon. So. If uh, you get a survey, please fill it out. We're trying to keep it short, to about 10 questions. Well, I was so. going to ask you how many questions you had on it. So, yeah, yeah that, that makes it easier. And for what will to the return out. envelope or the letterhead say? Will it It'll say, say college, yeah, universe, Bureau of Business Research. Bureau of Business U, UNL, Research. UNL. Okay. From UNL, yep. And, uh, and since we're doing this for the grant and setting up the whole system, I'm hoping this is something we'll do every year. Um, just as a... Our space needs changing. Something, you know, something that'd be a nice report for the state and for people. Oh, I bet the state, state economic development yeah. department would love to get their hands well, on and, that. And yeah, that's, a, that's another thing that people in our industry would certainly be interested in. Oh, sure. Finding out what that information. Yeah. Uh, that you are able to receive from a study like that. Well, thanks a lot for all the outreach that you guys do down there to try to integrate with those of us out here in the business community. It's always fun to hear what you're working on. Thank you. Coming up next, when everything is going down the drain, we're going to talk to Josh Borzafoski. <laughs> I probably just killed his name. <laughs> well, well, we'll find out see, later. Let's see if he can say Eshelman correctly <laughs> when we get back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Are you experiencing a labor shortage? Check out the possibility of being a sponsor on Grow Lincoln. We'll run ads for the positions you have open and interview you on air about your growing company and why your organization is a great place to work. And this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Sometimes at work or at home, everything is going down the drain and it's just not a good day. So we brought in someone to help you through difficult times like this. Josh Borzov, 
Borsakovsky. Borsakovsky. Did I get it, Josh? You got it. Dave did it. Dave did it. (laughs) He's in from John Henry's Plumbing. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. John Henry's is one of our sponsors, so we have so much fun asking him, you know, some of these questions that affect our business life and our home life. Um, And Josh, our our family just got back from Galveston, Texas, which is at sea level. So like the houses were built up on the stilts and the graves were sticking up out of the ground. The street curb was like a foot and a half high because they don't have storm drains. So, I mean, I was thinking about that, knowing that you were coming and what sort of challenges does Lincoln dodge? Because we don't have to deal with that kind of a problem. Right. Yeah. Lincoln really doesn't have a lot of issues along those lines. Um, All the land that we have is pretty good to build houses on. Um, All of our drainage system is very good. Um, Water, sewer, we don't really have any obstacles. Our streets to... don't flood. And... No, no. We actually have a really good drainage system. Uh, a typical household can get away with, you know, just having a normal sump pump in their basement. And that uh, keeps all the water away. And I was just thinking, going. I mean, your house is up on stilts. I mean, everything is either going straight up or straight. <laughs> How do they do it? Um, well, let's get down to the real world. Um, what are the worst things? that can be put in, put down drains. What, what do you wish you could scream on the rooftops and tell people about this? Uh, the biggest complications that we see are going to be your flushable wipes. You know, they, if they say they're flushable. Like the baby they, wipes? Yep, yep. Yeah. If they say they're flushable, they really aren't flushable. Um, some houses can get away with it. Others, I mean, they're going to clog up your line very fast on there. Um, another big one we run with is, uh, you know, grease in the lines. That's going to build up over time causing you issues, and then acid-based drain cleaners are going to deteriorate your piping system over time, thus causing you to have to replace that line. So the grease, don't put it down the disposal? I no no, no. don't try, ever do that. Yeah, Put, try, try to try to package it up and throw it and away. Dispose of it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, okay. So during the pandemic, when there were toilet paper shortages, did you have more of the problems with the wipes? Getting- we we did. Yep, yep. There was a lot more issues with sewer lines with wipes in them because people couldn't find toilet paper. Oh my gosh. Um, well, let's see. How are commercial properties yeah. maybe a little bit different than residential properties? And commercial can actually build up a little bit faster with grease. If you got like an apartment complex or a business with a bunch of, you know, sinks in there, they can build up a lot faster than residential just by the amount of people that are using that system. Mm-hmm. And, and I know for us, a big issue in commercial real estate when we're working with a restaurant is that that. Um, what you do with the grease, the, the special way that you handle that. Yeah. Do you guys get involved in that part of it yeah, when a restaurant traps. when yeah, a restaurant yes. moves in? Yeah, yeah, so a lot of commercials will have like grease traps in there to try to catch all that grease before it goes into that main line. Yeah, we uh, and I know what you're talking about with uh, the wipes and whatnot. If you have rental properties, Whew. yeah. Got to see a lot of that, and we yeah. see, and we see the restaurants that don't clean the grease traps out properly. Yeah. And how often should a restaurant be doing that? Typically, I mean, most of them are going to get it done every, you know, three six months up to a year on there. They're going to get those cleaned out. That's frequent. On the usage. That yeah, time yeah. goes fast, and, and three to six months has gone by, and you haven't done that. That's yeah, it can build up very fast. Right, those grease traps. Yeah, it, it's getting to the point where. If you're a landlord and you have a restaurant that is a tenant, you almost require that they have a maintenance agreement. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. it can cause so much. And the problem is, is it causes problems with some of your other tenants also. 
because they're using the same drain. Sometimes you'll catch the main drain line. Yeah, and then everybody gets plugged up. Yeah, and it's just to be a bit of a hurdle. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about permit fees or impact fees because people kind of hear about these or have a hazy idea. But I, every once in a while, I run into somebody stunned by the amount of money involved. Do you run into situations where maybe it's an older house or an older commercial property and the drain size isn't right and they have to go in and put something bigger that's up to code? What can you describe a little bit about something people in older houses or older commercial properties might want to be aware of. Yeah. So if we're doing a commercial property, trying to bring it all up to code, um, one of the biggest things will be the permits. You know, if we need to run a new pipe, different pipe size, um, run the pipe in a different direction in order to bring that up to code, they're going to be, you know, we're going to have to have permit fees on there. We'll have to have inspections and make sure everything's built the right way it needs to be. So don't just assume when you go lease a space or buy an older home, that if something goes wrong, that the city will let you keep what you have. The city may tell you it's got to be bigger. Yep, yep. A lot of times these older houses, they're kind of grandfathered in. Um, Once we go to make any adjustments on it, a lot of times we'll have to pull permits and bring everything up to code once we touch that. And that's got to be touchy for a homeowner that's of limited resources and they find out they have to do this. That's pretty tough. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. But we want to make sure everything's safe, up to code. Right. And the way it needs to be. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for that information. Um, Everyone watch out for those baby wipes. (laughs) 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 Thanks a lot, Josh Borzakowski from Borzakowski. No, from John Henry's. (laughs) John Henry's Plumbing. Oh, my gosh. Um, Thank you a lot for coming in. And thanks to your company, too, for supporting the show so that we can bring information like this to the public. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Coming up next, Robin and Dave talk about Lincoln. A lot of business news just this past week. Um, Is it fair to restaurants to make city regulation easier for food trucks? We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. For over a decade, Grow Lincoln has been the economic development show that tracks businesses opening, closing, and moving around Lincoln, including breaking news about new restaurants on Facebook and Twitter. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. This week, there was just a lot of things that happened around in the community that affect our businesses. One of the things, um, the city council passed an ordinance about food trucks. Right. Allowing them into residential areas for kind of limited amounts of time. I think a few hours a day. Yeah, but I think before it was... Way more, you know, significantly more limited, if I remember. I don't know if they could even do that before. Yeah. I'm not sure. But they've been working on reducing regulation surrounding food trucks and allowing them a lot more places, maybe even creating places for them. But in a way, I it goes back to the original objection against food courts is, is it trucks. a fair or f- food trucks, yeah. is it a fair playing court with the brick-and-mortar restaurants? Yeah, but Robin, think about this for a second. Don't, it, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the people who have food trucks aspire 
to have their own. To have one. So have it's a, a storefront. It's a good gateway entry into yeah. the restaurant I'm, I'm not business. saying that they all want that, but you see, we've seen we've several, seen it happen. Several people, yeah, who have been uh, food truck uh, purveyors who who have subsequently opened up a storefront. But on the other hand, every year we see, you know, what are the numbers, Dave? About 33 on average restaurants open a year and 32 close. Yeah. How do the restaurants feel about introducing more competition in in a venue that is less regulated than a building would be? There's fewer codes. Yeah, but this has been going since we've been kind of doing this survey for what ten years plus. Uh, the food truck uh, phenomenon, I'm going to call it, is is far more recent, and we were seeing pretty much the same numbers in terms of net gain. No, of I'm one talking or about the regulation. It's I, different I, between. I, I the am, two. but I'm saying over time, it doesn't seem like that's really. Change. Oh, that it has. A, oh, okay. I see what you mean. That, that the introduction of food courts doesn't seem to have changed yes. our numbers where we net one more restaurant a year than. Right. I mean, it seems like it's been reasonably close to the same no matter what. The, that hasn't impacted those numbers. No matter yeah. what the food truck. Yeah, that's true. Is. Right. So. Um, o Street Revitalization Project. This is another thing I heard this week, and it was sort of thrown out as a teaser, like you want to wait for more information and see what's happening here. The city council talking about a revitalization project be east of 27th Street along O Street. Well, Robin, you and I both remember uh, the big revitalization project from about 48th Street to well, at least 52nd, but maybe 54th Street that happened, oh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. It was ago. a long time ago, but... It, there what, was a bunch of car dealerships. There used to be... Then. We used to be awash in car dealerships along O Street, and they were getting kind of skanky looking and, you know, shutting... Now, Robin, <laughs> I wasn't going to use the word skanky looking. I just think well, that they... some of them were. <laughs> wow. But anyway, they, they kind of changed their model and they went to North 27th or South Lincoln. And so then the city got a little concerned and decided, Let, let's try to really bring in some big stuff. So that was when Walgreens came in and Natural Foods and Hy-Vee, you know, they kind of redid that. And yeah. Runza, they redid all of that. And there used to be the, the they villager. They tore, tore down the, the villager motel. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know if, you know, and, and the, it was a teaser. I don't know if this is more beautification or if it's an actual plan, like a, you know, tax increment financing plan. But I do know that they want to make it more beautiful along mm -hmm. there, which you've got Wayuka. You, you could take off of that and do some really neat things east of 27th Street. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they, what come they up do. With. Yeah. Hey, Robin, uh, we have been talking a lot about drinking through the pandemic. Not lately, have you but, noticed? Uh, but there has been no right. liquor license news lately. None! Although you have something for this week. Well, the only thing, I mean, it isn't like restaurants, ex, you know, going moving in and or bars starting or restaurants expanding out into an outdoor. 
this is just kind of routine. Um, a couple this week for Max Creek Winery and Brewery and Glacial Till to be at the hay, at the Haymarket Farmers Market. That's yeah. just kind of an annual thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I you know I think I had one one week we had a drinking past the pandemic news bit, and there's been nothing since. Yeah. Well, these things <laughs> these things come and go. It seems alcohol like. apparently cycles. There you go. Now, you had something else here about innovation. Uh, uh, innovation spot. Yeah. There has been some committee work going on with various stakeholders around Lincoln um, to try to figure out if Lincoln could have what they call an innovation spot or an innovation corridor. And they are patterning this after other cities around the country, almost predominantly in the southern and and coastal parts of the United States, there's virtually nothing like this in the Midwest or the northern, the upper 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 Midwest. Upper Midwest. Yeah. And so the question is, could Lincoln be like that? Could we take off of what these other communities have done? And so, like the luncheon I went to, they put a map, and there was like seven or eight different parts of Lincoln on this map. Um, West Haymarket, um, Telegraph District, Westland University, which graduates apparently a lot of entrepreneurs that you know go on. Um, there was some talk about the bypass. Like we have these two connections to the bypass. Right. It's going to be open in a year, and the luncheon presenter said we have no plan for what could be there. And so what they what they mean... But there's a lot of infrastructure that has to go in on the bypass. Thing. Yeah, that yeah. might be further down the road. Um, what they mean by innovation spot or innovation corridor is that you have several things together. You have maybe some major corporate offices that invest in the area, but you also have housing. You also have like a, a big park, you know, which is why they're looking at Antelope Valley and West Haymarket because yeah. there's parks out there. Right. Um, and can you get, so can you get sports and entertainment into those areas too? And and could this be a real big attraction? And they, they talked about, like for instance, you could have a music row that stretches from the university down to the bars on 17th Street or something. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear about that. Um, ran out of time. Didn't even have time to cover all the news all this the week. Stuff. Maybe we'll catch some of that. We'll in, try to do some segment. of that in a future week. But in the next segment, business is opening, closing and moving around. We cannot skip any of those. No. We'll be right back. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. If you missed the first part of our show, you can find that on a podcast on the KLIN website, um, just so that you know. In the first segment, we promoted some drive-in movies and Josh the Fight, which are going on at the airport this summer. Those are fun things your family might want to think about doing. Well, this segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln. Robin, we have uh, a pretty decent list of 
things that are happening around town. Lots of things opening. Um, Abaladaro's is a Mexican restaurant that's located on North 48th Street near University Place and an old Amigos restaurant. They are expanding. They are a kind of a chain in the central part of the United States, a Midwest chain of Mexican food. And they are going to get two more locations here. Um, the food court by the airport, they're right. going to lease that space. And they're also going to lease some space north of 27th and Superior, up by the Starbucks. Gotcha. They're, they're going to have a location up there. Well, we've got something not too far from there also, Robin, don't, don't we here? Uh, this uh, Arona Home Essentials uh, up by Menards. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a, the technical address is 3840, or excuse me, 3830 North 27th. Yeah, across the street from Golden Corral. Yeah. So Arona Home Essentials. Um, hey, Mr. Eshelman. <laughs> Mr. Eshelman from Eshelman Commercial Real Estate. We're a family company. By the way, my sister-in-law is going to be joining us when she is re that right? retires. Yeah. Um, Meadow Lane Shopping Center now has True Skin Spa, which just opened. And you and I have noted that retail has changed. We have seen, yes. I can only think of one retail clothing store that has opened since the first of the year in Lincoln. There might be a couple, but I I can only think of one. Most of what you and I are hearing about and seeing is vape. A lot of that. CBD. A lot of that. And every kind of salon you can imagine. Hair, yes. nails, brows, eyelashes, and we're uh, still massage. Seeing, we're still seeing a little bit of... Oh, the financial services type of people and insurance people, but but they're almost more office. Yeah, I I, I don't consider them shopping mall. I mean, some of them are locating in in, in uh, they strip might malls. they do yeah they but, they may. But it's not your traditional retailer. Yeah, I yeah. you know what I'm thinking of is the girls going shopping together. You don't go to an insurance company. <laughs> True. You uh, nowadays see, you go to an esthetician see, and you all get your skin taken see, care of. You know. See, now I wasn't thinking in those terms. Thank you, Robin. You set me straight. <laughs> to put it in <laughs> a framework you can understand. <laughs> um, let's see. You have picked up on some this on, is, on updated news about De Leon's Mexican yeah, food. This was interesting because I saw a building permit. Uh, for that location, which is at 901 North 48th. And it said new occupancy in existing building, which is, this is the buildings where De Leon's is going in. So maybe they're, I don't know what, if they've already started operating or not. It was a building permit for $1. So it wasn't well, we for know much. that's, so, that's not right. Yeah. So we, we just, I'm wondering if it is... Well, okay, so let's, let's back up and explain permit. to people where this is. Oh, it, it, it's at... Uh, North it's in, of 48th and Vine. Yeah, about one block, one or two blocks. There's been this building under construction on the west side of For 48th Street, and people are like, what is that? It's like a two-story building. And this has been going on for like 
two or three years. It's been going on for a while. A long time. Yeah. Um, and so we know that that's DeLeon's and that if, if they're not open yet, they're going to be there. And I did see a liquor license that they applied for at the end of January. Right. So it's about time. You would think so. <laughs> you would think so. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they're finally, and I'm sure the pandemic slowed things down. Oh. It slowed everything down. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, hey, let's jump way further north, uh, kind of out by Highway 77 in the interstate or 56 uh, and the interstate at 6600 Arbor Road. I saw another building permit for CLS, which was the former Central Lumber Sales. At ten million dollars, forty thousand dollar building permit. Yeah, and I think I saw on our commercial multiple listing system that their old building is listed for sale. Did you see that? Uh, I their current yes. building. Yeah, I remember briefly seeing that. I I don't remember the particulars on it. I've been to Omaha more times than I want to have been the last few weeks, and I have noticed that coming in on the interstate, the you can see this construction. There's also a distribution center coming to 65th and Arbor Road. And, you know, then you put that with that camping world and right. it's looking kind of busy when you drive right. past what would be the equivalent of 66th and Interstate 80, yeah. you know, like right before you get to the big windmills yeah. and not too coming not, back from Omaha. Oh, probably five or six years ago, Peterbilt uh, trucks went in out in that area. Yeah, also. that's been there for a while. But yeah. yeah, it's just looking a lot more active. Have you heard anything more about the Google project? No. The, but... Which nobody's, nobody is confirming Right. But that was a, a much talked about project before the pandemic north of Highway 77 right. and Interstate 80. I, you know, Northwest. I, yeah. yeah. I heard it referred to again in that luncheon the other day, kind of in passing. But yet we know there's been some big announcements about Google in Omaha. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, the same company, I believe it's the same company that was doing something with uh, Google and Omaha are behind this distribution center that you had talked about <clears throat> just a little bit ago on 65th and Arbor Road. You know, I know your I client right. I know your clients are noticing the same thing our clients are the cost to build Ooh. warehouse space and to buy warehouse space. It is, I mean, we used to tell people, I mean, this is three to five years ago, you know, you can buy an old warehouse for $50 a square foot, maybe 70, 80, 80 to 90. That's getting up there really, really high. I saw, now I wouldn't call it this, this wasn't like a metal warehouse. This was tilt up. I saw, which is always more expensive. Which is always more expensive. $125 a square foot that it sold and it wasn't even finished. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it it is so expensive right now. So hopefully some of those prices will come down. Uh, what other hey, news do we have? Downtown. downtown. Why don't you uh, talk about that a little bit? 12th and P Street. I would say this restaurant hung in there a long time, <laughs> considering all the other restaurants downtown that closed. You know, that was, a lot of that was the first part of the pandemic. This one almost made it all the way through. Land House. At 12th and P was not able to make it. Well, Robin, I think we're going to have to sign off. I think that's all that we have for this week. 
Um, thanks a lot. Send us an announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.